I am hosting a retreat in Tulum, Mexico, in paradise this October called Bloom in Tulum. It's a five-day, all-inclusive, personal and professional growth retreat for ambitious, big-hearted women who are ready to step into their power with grace, support, and confidence. So my two biz besties and I dreamed up this magical retreat over sushi a few months back, and after lots of planning, it's actually happening. We have mapped out a thoughtful itinerary with lots of downtime to make the most of this beautiful paradise beachside location and also set you up for a powerful and memorable experience of growth. There's only 20 spots available and all three of us are promoting it to our full community. So that's like over 50,000 people. So I imagine the spots will fill very quickly. If you are interested in joining us in Bloom and Tulum, go to bloomintulum.com for all the details and to complete your application. Also know that early bird pricing ends on June 30th. So it's a really good time to secure your spot and save some money. I mean, honestly, like how fun would it be to hang out in person at a gorgeous, luxurious, all-inclusive in October? So head to Bloom in Tulum. That's B-L-O-O-M in Tulum. T-U-L-U-M. Bloomintulum.com for all the details and complete your application. We can permanently resolve the emotion felt. And this resolution of the emotion happens within seconds. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 133. Today, we're talking about turning on your emotional healing superpower. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate calm in their daily lives and to create more peace and cooperation with their families. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, coming soon, and I'm the mom of two girls who challenge me every day to hone my craft. Welcome back, dear listener. I'm so glad you're here, or welcome if you're brand new to the Mindful Mama podcast. I am so excited for you to be here for this conversation because in just a moment, I'm going to be sitting down with Cedric Bertelli talking about the possibility of resolving emotional difficulties in ourselves and our children permanently. So Cedric Bertelli is an expert in emotional regulation and the first and only person certified to teach this revolutionary emotional healing technique called TIPI-TP in the United States. It's a, you'll hear all about it. And it's really, really fascinating interview. And you're going to find out as we, as we sit down and talk to him, you're going to find out why we may not need to know why we're feeling difficult emotions or even where it's coming from to heal it. And you'll hear about the natural capacity to heal that is available in all of us. And you're going to hear that I invited Cedric to test this out on me. And at the very end of this interview, I'm going to give you my review about what happened for me when I tried T-I-P-I. So this is going to be a really powerful interview 
first, let me quickly let you know that the Mindful Parenting course, if you're listening in real time, is open for enrollment right now. And you can join at mindfulparentingcourse.com. It's so much more than just an eight-week course. In fact, we give you a whole year of support, but it can transform your life with your family and your partner by helping you become grounded and calm step-by-step techniques to help you really cultivate that in yourself with a whole group of other people. And then the tools to then what to say to your kids to actually cultivate willing cooperation. I know it sounds crazy. I promise it's possible. It's possible for you to really transform things. So I invite you to check that out at mindfulparentingcourse.com. And now, join me at the table as I talk to Cedric Bertelli. Cedric, welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm so glad you could make it today. Hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to, uh, to chat with you today. So I'm really excited because one of the things that I teach, Mindful Parenting Course, and I teach a lot about taking care of difficult feelings. And yeah. I feel like almost... Every single problem that's going on in the world today can be traced back to people being completely unable to take care of their difficult feelings. We just either like stuff it down or we go eat cookies or drink or something, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. Unfortunately, I want to say yes, you're absolutely right. I know. I know. It's sad. And so you're going to share with us this way of taking care of difficult feelings. I'm so excited about, but I, (laughs) before we go on... I am I'm stumbling over the name. Why on earth is why is it called TP? <laughs> That's exactly the name that I asked my boss when I started, especially when I started to bring this to the US. The, the name was unhelpful, as you can imagine. The reason is it's really silly. When Luc Nicon, the man who created TP, is a, a French researcher, published his study. You know, the research behind, behind this work, he couldn't find a name, really. I mean, he, he was struggling finding a name. He wasn't inspired. And he looked over his window. And here, he had view on the garden. And in the garden was the teepee that he bought for his two kids <laughs> for, the past, for the past Christmas. It's a true story. So he just wrote T-I-P-I and found a name, find a, yeah, a word that fit that fits every single one of the letter. So it's a French acronym for uh-huh. technique d'identification sensorielle des peurs inconscientes. Ah, I knew it had to have a French name. I was like, there has to be this has to be some French acronym. Okay, great. great. Yes, it's it's the French acronym, <laughs> but the birth of the acronym, so to speak, is is pretty funny. That's that's so hilarious. So now the listener, I'm sure, is like. What is the, what are they talking about? So please go ahead and tell us what is what is TP, and and of course I want to hear your story about how you got involved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, TP is a research program that uh, originated in France. Let me know, by the way, if my accent is too thick and I will try to speak slower. Okay. So it originated in France, and uh, the creator of TP is a French researcher, a researcher in education and behavioral sciences. His name is Luc Nicon. And basically, Luc Nikong is recognized for two main discoveries in Western Europe. The main one being that he was able to isolate through research, through study, a natural physiological capacity for emotional regulation. 
basically, he was able to prove, to demonstrate that from a point of emotion, when someone is feeling an emotion, everything is triggered in the brain, in the body, to resolve permanently and spontaneously this emotional difficulty. Basically, when we feel an emotion, stress, anxiety, anger, by doing a very simple process that actually allows the body to do its work, to do its natural work, we can permanently resolve the emotion felt. And this resolution of the emotion happens within seconds. So from, from the understanding of how the brain works and how this natural capacity is available to all of us, we created several protocols. A protocol specifically for kids from two years old to nine years old that I am teaching to parents and to educators here in San Francisco. That's where I am. Mm -hmm. We're going to have 80 special ed teachers trained to this protocol by mm -hmm. the end of 2019. Wow. And a bunch of parents. Then we have a protocol for adults in crisis. Basically, how you can help someone, an adult, who is in an emotional crisis, how you can calm the person down and resolve the difficulty. Okay. And finally, there's a third protocol that we are applying in sessions, meaning that somebody has somebody meaning nine years old or older has an emotional pattern that they would like to resolve. Well, through this last protocol, we are able to retrigger the emotion very quickly, very specifically, and we are able to use this natural capacity for emotional regulation. Most of the time, when we do a session, one session for the resolution of a pattern is enough. Wow. I know it sounds crazy. It does sound a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But but you know, I know that you, you do mindfulness and mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's similar because it's not, but you do know, you do understand the power of the body. Mm -hmm. And the body has an amazing, amazing ability, capacity, plasticity for healing. And really the key here is like we have been told a lot of things about emotions. Our emotions are complicated, how we need to control them, how we need to, to deal with them for a lifetime or find a way to cope with them. The fact of the matter is that the body has the capacity to resolve them once and for all. It's, it's not more weird than if you cut your finger in the kitchen while cooking, well, your body is going to heal after a few days. The body is going to send, the brain is going to send whatever message needs to be sent to the body to get the flesh and, and skin to recover. It is exactly the same principle for the brain. Well, well hold on a second, Cedric. But when yes. you say for once and for all, when we cut our skin, mm -hmm. this doesn't make us immune to all skin cuts forever and ever and ever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. However, the cut that you've done, once it's recovered, once mm -hmm. it's healed, it's mm -hmm. healed. It's not going to, once the flesh is, is completely healed, it's not going to reopen. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can cut yourself again. Of course, you can break again another leg or, or an ankle. Yeah, we have several emotions. Yes, of course. But we can regulate our emotion, emotion per emotion, as long as we are aware of them. 
Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is TP helps us to completely, like if something happens, we have a trauma, we have something upsetting happen. We can completely heal and recover from that emotion in that moment. But you're not saying that we're never going to feel upset or angry or whatever again, that it's just that that same stuff is not going to come up, which is really interesting because when I talk to parents, like when we talk about how we are being reactive to our kids, for instance, a lot of times it's stuff from when we were a child that's kind of causing that reactivity, right? So you're saying that we could heal that event and then maybe even have the capacity or the ability now to, to know how to heal other events and things like that really completely fully as they come along. It's a bit more than that, really. I saw some of the work that you've done, and you talk about that a lot in the sense that the only way we can change the relationship with the kids, really, or, or what's going on in the world is the way to change ourselves. Mm-hmm. Really, what I'm saying is, let's say that you have a pattern, for example, in the morning, when my daughter cannot choose between a red sneaker and a white sneaker, and we're late to go to school, that drives me absolutely nuts. That's an example. That's not true, but, <laughs> but uh, that can happen, right? Sure. And, and every morning, she doesn't know, the red or the white. And I'm like, that's not cool. That's not that difficult, honey. Just pick one because we, we're late now. We've got to go. Anyway, if that's a pattern that I'm getting anxious or angry, if my child is not able to choose between the two, the two sneakers, if I regulate this anger, mm-hmm. this anger will not come back. If I had a trauma in my life, let's take, for example, um, I know it's difficult to digest, I know. Let's say something happened in my life. Um, I've been abused as a child or as a teenager. The abuse, I will never be able to regulate. That happened. That's, that's a fact. That's a memory. Nothing can be done with that, unfortunately. However, whatever the impact of the trauma is in the person's life today, that can be regulated if the person is, for example, not able to be intimate with a partner or is afraid to come out late at night. The emotion felt today can actually be regulated. Hunter here. I just want to interrupt this conversation for just a minute to tell you about some exciting things we have coming up. Are you frustrated with parenting? Do you want to practice conscious, compassionate parenting, but you don't know how? It's not easy, and there's no roadmap for this. Until now. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I know how frustrating it is because I've been there. I struggled as a young mom, and when I found myself yelling and triggered by my child, I knew there had to be a better way, and there is. Mindful parenting is different from other parenting trainings. They don't tell you that all of that good advice is as good as useless when our internal stress response is triggered. Mindful parenting teaches you research-based tools and practices to reduce your stress response so that you can respond rather than react. And it teaches you exactly what to say so that you can create willing cooperation from your child. You can learn more and enroll at mindfulparentingcourse.com. And you can join us for a free live training coming up soon where you'll learn why your kids don't listen to you, how your brain undermines your parenting, and how to create cooperative kids without losing your temper. Sign up now at mindfulparentingcourse.com 
slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. I'll see you there. We are supported by Melon Headwear. These hats are perfect for Father's Day. They are built to be in and around water. They last five times longer than any other hat. They're naturally antimicrobial properties. It doesn't, sweat doesn't break down the hat. No sweat stains, no smell ever. It's built for the water. We tested it tubing on the Brandywine River and it was fabulous. It even floats when it drops in the water. It doesn't lose shape. It is amazing. An incredible, comfortable fit. Use code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off your order. If you're trying to figure out a Father's Day gift, honestly, trust me, this is exactly what they want. Go to melon.com, that's M-E-L-I-N.com, and use the code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off. Melon rarely offers discounts, so don't miss this opportunity. It is, I swear, the perfect Father's Day gift. Premium headwear, melon.com. Use the code mindful for 30% off. We are sponsored by Midi Health. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, vaginal dryness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. All of these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around perimenopause and menopause. And the experts at Midi Health understand what you're experiencing and how to help. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions. MIDI care is covered by insurance, and with MIDI Health, you can stop pushing through it all alone. Schedule a virtual visit to discuss your symptoms and health background in depth. You'll come out of the experience feeling heard and with a plan to start feeling better. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Joinmidi.com. Wow. This is really cool. How does this work? So you're saying our bodies have this natural capacity to regulate emotions, to permanently resolve these emotions felt. Can you take us a little deeper into how do you do that in sessions? Like say you're re-triggering somebody's emotions. Can you take us a little deeper into how that looks? Obviously, we, you know, we're, not, we're not there at that moment, but maybe you can tell us a little more about that. For example, Hunter, how do you know that you're anxious? I feel it in my body, my throat, yeah. my throat and my jaw. <laughs> yeah, abso- absolutely. You got it. The way that emotion works in our body, it doesn't matter how old we are, you know, the way that emotion works physiologically, neurobiologically in the body is first through a set of physical sensations. And when our neocortex, our cognitive brain cannot stop those sensations, that's when an emotion exists. Mm. Those sensations are triggered by a part of the brain called the limbic system. But the limbic system sends a signal and there is a repercussion on our muscles and endocrine system. Once the limbic system sends a signal and get our physical sensations to react, nothing can stop it. Our intellect, our reasoning mind cannot stop those physical sensations. The limbic system thinks that we're in danger, send a signal through sensations. Once the sensations are triggered, they cannot be overruled by our intellect. Okay. Mm. So basically, our emotional responses are stored 
in this part of the brain called the limbic system. Mm -hmm. The only way the limbic system can communicate to our awareness that it thinks that we are in danger, it is through physical sensations. Those physical sensations that we feel during an emotion create a direct and clear path or direct and clean bridge to the origin of the emotional difficulty. And through following those physical sensations present during an emotion without trying to control them through breathing or stretching or anything else, but simply by consciously following those physical sensations as they evolve in our body when we feel an emotion, it is simply enough to allow the brain to integrate an information that was up until then blocked or trapped. You know, my work is extremely simple and it is a lot about unlearning what we have been taught for years and years than to learn anything. Hmm. When we talk about a natural capacity, we mean a natural capacity. The thing is, we have other natural capacities. Sleeping is a natural capacity. Digesting is a natural capacity. And we don't really have any way to prevent the body to do those things. Mm -hmm. However, when we have an emotion, for example, anger, well, instead of being in tune with the body and letting the body heal itself, regulate it completely, well, we can scream or we don't like the sensations, so we repress them, we try to control them, but at no point we let the body do its natural process. And that's the problem. Mm. You know. So, so the work is simplistic, but it is so powerful, efficient, and radical. And everybody can do it on themselves. Wow. You know, it's really fascinating because I think a lot about human beings and how our consciousness and our brains get in our way and cause ourselves some mm -hmm. suffering in many ways, right? Mm -hmm. But yes. one of those ways I think about is that, you know, it's like there's, we have a book on our bookshelf that's called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called, but I think it's about animals in the safari. Like for instance, a zebra might get chased by a lion and have a limbic system reaction where they're in fight or flight or freeze and they're, they're escaping for their life. And then they just shake it off and they chill out and eat some grass and there's no big deal. It's like, they're yep. just done. Like they've not, they're not reliving a trauma from that instance yet mm -hmm. because of our consciousness and things like that, we, we kind of do. And, and the other thing that's really interesting to me about this is this is a lot of what we teach. You know, what I teach in, in mindful parenting is about this sort of about feeling your feelings in your body, like really going into your body and feeling your feelings. I mean, this is a lot, what a lot of Buddhist teachers teach. A lot of mindfulness teachers teach is about yeah. dropping into the sensations, feeling the sensations. And of course, there's that saying like, you know, what you resist persists and us resisting our sensations, kind of what you're saying is really kind of taking this to just sort of a, a further level, right? Where you're saying like, if we fully, fully, as we fully, fully immerse ourselves in the physical sensation of the feeling, but sometimes I say, Cedric, that like our, our 
our emotions are kind of like toddlers. <laughs> like uh-huh. they need, they really need to be fe- seen and heard and felt, right? Yeah. Like they need to be acknowledged. And, yes. and this is kind of what you're saying here too. You know, I've been reading a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, Buddhist philosophy as well. And, and you take the power of now, for example, from Eckhart Tolle, you know, or uh, The Letting Go by uh, David Hawkins. I think what Luc Nikon was able to do is to bring this theory, because it's all stay very theoretical if you think about it, mm-hmm. to, to something very human and incarnated. You're absolutely right. There is only few things that can prevent this natural capacity of not working when we do it on ourselves by ourselves. You know, I can tell you what can prevent this, this natural capacity to not do its work, basically. There's yeah. no secret. Basically, when you feel the, the key first is you got to do that when you feel the emotion, when the emotion is in you, juicy, active. If you wait too long, it's not going to be available. Mm. The natural capacity is available when you feel the emotion, and that's when the window of opportunity is open. So, when you feel the emotion, what you got to do is to close your eyes. To close your eyes, to take a break from whatever triggers you. To close your eyes, to make sure you feel. In a, you're in a place when you can actually close your eyes at peace. I mean, you don't want to be disturbed by, by something else or somebody else, or you don't want to feel in danger. So mm. if you feel in danger and you don't, you don't feel like you can close your eyes right here and right then, maybe because you're having an argument with your husband and, and you don't feel okay to close your eyes right there, remove yourself from the situation and go to the bathroom, for example, lock the door, close your eyes. Then you're going go to pay, you're gonna have to pay attention to your physical sensations. Not only one sensation, that's not going to work. Pay attention to two to three physical sensations you feel in your body. For example, your throat, I don't know, uh, your belly, and your legs being weak. Whatever are the two or three sensations the most present in you, pay attention to those. Remember, if you feel an emotion, it is because you're having physical sensations. So, of course, when we have an emotion and we pay attention to the sensations, we're going to feel physical sensations. It is because they are there that we feel an emotion. So we feel an emotion. We close our eyes. We pay attention to two to three sensations in our body. And at this point, we're going to have to let the sensations evolve. The sensations are not going to stay static. They can't. They're going to start to move around in the body. The intensity might vary. The place might change. Here, the key point is to be able to observe those sensations, even if they're uncomfortable, without acting on them whatsoever. That means no deep breathing, no breathing at all. If you feel like you're going to be asphyxiated, just let yourself be asphyxiated. Your body is going to kick in whenever it's time. No stretch, no mental positive thinking, for example, if you don't feel, no, no total surrender to the two or three sensations that came up to your mind at first and observe with curiosity what's happening inside. This evolution of the sensation will take between two seconds and 60 seconds, never more. If it takes longer, it's because we've done something that we're not supposed to do. Once you feel calm, it will be very obvious to you. Once you feel calm, you can open your eyes. And that's pretty much it. Wow. So when we do session with kids, young kids cannot do that on themselves right away. So we basically teach the parents or the educators when the kid is in a crisis, how the kid can become in touch with his physical sensation very simply, very instinctively, 
without any words almost and how we can follow the sensations for a kid the longest I saw for regulation for a kid is 30 seconds max because they're so in touch with what's happening inside once you once you connect them to it hmm. does it work every time uh, no sometimes uh, the adult is going to be triggered and the kid is not going to want to do it Mm. sometimes the kid well doesn't really want to let go of the emotion mm -hmm. you know it's like everything you know you go to practice and for yourself it's the same thing oh i'm definitely gonna try this i'm so excited <laughs> Sandra. please please do, please do. So, I, i'm curious about luke nikon how did he do you know how he stumbled upon researching this and i'm a little curious about that sort of in, initial research like how did he stumble upon this Yeah, absolutely. So Luc was what we call in French uh, a pedagogue. Basically, he was working for the, the French education system for some uh, professional sport federations, such as uh, the Volleyball uh, Federation, French Federation, things like that. And also working in companies to create new way to teach uh, the staff or the managers. And it all started because he realized very quickly that some people had learning blockages. Like they were not stupid, but for some things, they will not be able to understand new information or to apply new information. And it was very obvious that it wasn't an intellectual problem, but it really was an emotional problem. Hmm. You know, when a kid has a hard time learning mathematics, most of the time, it's not because it doesn't have a brain for math. It's because there is an emotional blockage around mathematics, hmm. you know? Hmm. So... Uh, wh what he did, it's, it's all started by, by coincidence or by chance. One day as he was working in a company and somebody was getting frustrated, he just asked the person, what sensations are you feeling in your body right now? And the guy told him some sensations in the body and then he stayed silent for a little bit. And after a while, okay, he looked at Luke and he said, well, okay, I, I can try to do this again. And whatever he was working on, he was able to apply the new information without any problem. So anyway, Luke became, uh, became interested by, by this reaction and he, he started to develop that by simply asking when people couldn't learn anymore or were frustrated to asking them what sensation they were feeling in their body to then he went on to ask them to close their eyes to describe the sensations. And almost every time afterwards, the person was able to do the work that he was supposed to do or the kid was supposed to learn, was able to learn what he was supposed to learn. And not only for this one time, but the next day, he would not encounter any problem. And the next day, he would not encounter any problem for the same topic. So then he became really interested and he decided to, well, study that and study what is happening and why it's happening. So he took a study, he, took, he did a study from 2003 to 2007 where he did 300 cases, 300 cases of regulation on different things. He went from learning blockages to later on phobias, anxieties, depression, stresses, and understanding what, what is happening in the brain and where the emotions were coming from. You can find his work in, uh, in two books. The one is called Sensory Reliving. Mm. It's, uh, it's an e-book. And the, the main recap of the research uh, is available on Amazon. It's called TP, Tech, mm -hmm. TIPI, Technique for the Sensory Identification of Unconscious Fears. Hmm. And if you want me to tell you a bit more about the research, I, I can. Well, hello, you sentient ball of stardust. 
My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. I guess I have another question that's kind of popped yeah. into my mind and I'm, I'm curious and I, and I, and I know, you know, you've had so much experience with this, with this yourself, but I'm curious about things like, like I'm thinking about my eight year old daughter and I'm thinking yes. about many humans, right? Which is that yes. we, our emotions are triggered by our thoughts. Our emotions are triggered by the stories that we're telling ourselves in our head. Like my eight year old is her, she has sadness triggered by the story she's telling in her head about the intentions of her older sister, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, you know, would we able, be able to help a child like that if they're not, you know, if they're not sort of conscious of what's going on or if they're not, they're not sort of opting in to, to have everything feel better, but they're kind of continuing to sort of tell that story to themselves? That's an absolutely great question. And the answer is yes. Because emotions do not make any sense, you know. The reason the, the, they really don't, uh, and the reason is the limbic system do not make any sense. It reacts to things. It, it, there is no logic in the way the limbic system works. We don't need to know, and that's the beauty of this work. You don't need to know where the emotion is coming from, or why you or a child is feeling an emotion. We don't need to know that. That's completely irrelevant. For a child, as we see that she's sad, for example, or anxious or angry, we can help her to let go of that without trying to understand where it's coming from. Because most of the time, whatever reason we, we find on why we feel an emotion or another is not the reality of things. Most of the time is a, a reason that we like intellectually, that we, we associate with intellectually, that we, uh, we make ours. But very often, that's not the truth. Very often, and that's what the main study of Luke is, we, we know now, 
scientifically that we were born with about 90% of our emotion already in us, waiting to be triggered by life situation. So whatever we see as the cause of the emotion often is only a trigger of something that was already in us. So to answer your question, sorry, that was a bit long, but uh, to answer your question, it doesn't matter to know why we're feeling an emotion or if it makes sense or not. I, I can see how this is so, like you're saying that this is about unlearning what we have, we, what we have to learn because you know, we are such meaning making people, right? Like that, that is the, we want to know why this is and why this is. And yep. And it often is a really fruitless question sometimes to understand like why is happening, you know? And, but actually just, it's, it's basically about like being very radically present with what is in the sort of physical reality, not in the stories we're telling ourselves in our head. And it, and it is like, when you think about, you know, psychology and et cetera, all those things is like, oh, well, maybe we can understand it through telling more and more and more and more and more stories about this thing. But actually it's, so yeah, I mean, I guess I really see that sort of the idea of un, unlearning, unlearning what we think we know. You're absolutely right. And you know, psychology coaching, I think it's absolutely great because it's helped us to take responsibility for our pattern, mm. to isolate our pattern and disassociate from them, to see a pattern as not being us, but being something in our life that we can actually heal. Mm. Now, you can talk for 30 years about an emotional problem and not being able to resolve it just because you can't. It has to go through the body. You know, for me, regulating emotion, it's about like clearing the basement. You got to clear the basement. I mean, emotional regulation is not meditation. It's not yoga. It's not something that will uh, take you to enlightenment. No, it's, it's regulating and, and uh, alleviating all those stuff that we accumulated in life, which sometimes we think are part of our personality, but they are not. They're not part of our essence. They're just stuff that came up and need to be, need to be dealt with. So when, when you, you discovered TP because you were looking for help with your own emotional regulation, right? Correct. So. What was your first experience like? And, and take us back there a little bit. Yeah, I was doing something very different at the time. I was working for uh, the Ritz-Carlton Hotels. Uh, I was a director of the restaurants. I was managing the front of the house for them uh, here in California. And uh, I was dealing with uh, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety, but I always have been an anxious person. I mean, since, since kindergarten, I was very, very anxious. And so I've been looking all my life up until my, I was late in my late 20s at the time. I was always looking to find a way to get better. So I went through psychotherapy, of course, and, and all this stuff. And as I had a big team working with me, I was always trying to be a better leader and observing how emotions were really shaping the workplace. You know, who can work with who, who can take uh, order from management, who can deal with the customers. I mean, if you think about it, emotions, I mean, lead our lives, lead our teams, lead our, our families, you know. Anyway, oh, yeah. I, was, I was looking for, 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 for things to, uh, to get better myself, to feel better. And 
I was becoming a bit frustrated because I tried a lot of things. In California, God knows there's a lot of things about emotions, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and nothing was pragmatic. I mean, either way, it was asking a lot of work and constant work or a discipline or, or all that. And in my mind, it was it wasn't logical. There's something. It was I was always convinced that something more natural, more radical, had had to happen. I mean, we're human beings. You know, we're human beings. We're not meant to carry anxiety, stress, anger. We're not meant for that. That kills us. That literally kills us. You know, and that cut our intellectual ability, our strength. It's just not normal. We're not meant for that. I always was convinced of that. Anyway, I, I did some research in the U.S. and in France, I, like I was always doing to, uh, to find something that will help me get better and help me be, being a better leader. And I usually looked uh, really in the U.S. And, and, and this time I looked into France because I, was, I had enough about my job at the rates and, and I, was, I was open at the time to go back to France. And I found this program called TP and they were having a lot of media coverage because they were saying in 30 minutes, working with one of our trained specialists, you can resolve any kind of emotional difficulty permanently. So I became curious, skeptical, yes, but curious. And picked up my phone from San Francisco and I did a session with one of those guys in France. I work on an anger, an anger that was coming, I want to say on a daily basis for me. After the session, the anger didn't come back. Hmm. Okay. So I became very interested. And this time I contacted back the guy for him to teach me how I can do the work on myself by myself, how I can regulate my own stuff. And he taught me, we can teach that to people very easily. Uh, to, be, to really be trained in how to do it on yourself by yourself, it takes two hours. One hour to teach you in detail. And then another hour to collect your feedback and see after you practice for a couple of weeks, if you had some difficulties and giving you a few more information. And that's what he did with me. It took two hours. Uh, once I learned how to do that, I was able to resolve four main emotions that I didn't want in my life anymore. And after resolving them, I left myself six months to see if they were coming back or not. In six months, they didn't come back. It's not that I was controlling them or trying to... No, they did not come back. So, so your anger didn't come back and anxiety, anger and anxiety. Anxiety. Jealousy was another one. Uh -huh. I was a pretty jealous guy. And then I had a, a low-grade depression that was making my life quite miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, this latent thing that is always here, no matter what, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I worked mm -hmm. on at first. And anyway, when I saw that he... Um, it didn't come back. I, was, I had enough of my job. So I contacted the program in France and I said, hey, I don't know anything about emotions, sensory memory, or any of that, but I'm very much willing to learn. By the time I had read Luc Nikon book and I looked at all the stuff. And they said, yeah, join the program if you want to. So I quit my job and I went to France and studied with them. And I studied, I became what you call a, a practitioner, means I was doing sessions with people. And after a while, I asked, if I could be trained to be a trainer, to be a teacher. And Luke said yes and trained me. And then I came back to the States. And since 2011, I, I trained therapists, coaches, educators to do this work with their clients and their patients. Wow. Cool. It's fascinating to me that this is like uh, 
I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of learning about this. Like, I want to know, like, is there more research in the works for this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. But Luke is always in research. If you take the last book, Sensory Believing, is linking his research to other main scientific research and discoveries to really get the, the main public to understand what's happening in the brain and how it works. Uh, that's, that's quite fascinating. And yes, he's continued to research. Right now, uh, he came up with a new protocol for psychosomatic issues and addiction. He came up with that at the end of... He didn't come up with that. He researched for a long time and he put it out there in August last year. We're having great results with that as well. So there is... And there's a lot of research you can look at going to the same vein. There's Rachel Yehuda. I believe she's in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Joseph Ledoux from New York. So it's, it's several of them who are going through the same vein. Oh, all right. Wow. Wow. So, and so you're, you're spreading the word, Cedric. You're kind of the spokesperson. That's, it, yeah, that's why I'm here in the States. Yeah, that's my job. And that's, that's really my pleasure. It's quite an adventure, I tell you. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's at times frustrating because you feel like you have a, a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. You, have, you, have a, you have like a treasure. And v- very often, you want to share it. But because it is so simple, people are quick to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And that's so human, you know? A kid will not do that. A kid don't dismiss it. He just take it and do it. But adults, we've been told so many things, you know? We've been told so many things. And, and even therapists, I would say, are the, the most difficult. It's most difficult for them to, to come to this work because they've done so much studies, you know? They spend so much time trying to learn the psychology, when you tell them, well, you know what? You can actually resolve emotions naturally, very quickly. It's difficult for them to hear often. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. You know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm feeling very, you know, I, I kind of went, came into our conversation a little bit skeptical and a little bit hopeful. And I'm still feeling like, feeling, I think this tale, tales, uh, the tables have tipped more towards hopeful than, and further away from skeptical. And Great. So, dear listener, I, I think maybe what I'll do is I'll test it out. We'll test it out and let you know how, how it goes. Hunter's experience with TP. See, see what I can resolve. I've definitely got some anxieties to resolve, Cedric. They could, they could be resolved in, in less than, X number of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Between two and sixty seconds. And if you uh, if you want, I'd be very happy to like let's find a time and we I can give you the whole the whole the whole training. It's really an hour, right? And then we're gonna have to talk for one more hour to collect your feedback so you know exactly how to do it. Because it is it is so simple that as we said earlier, yeah, you're gonna have a couple of things to unlearn. That's why the training takes two time an hour. Because mm. people need to understand what is in between each faces that, that we, um, we told the listener a bit earlier. You know? So I'm curious about whether if someone has had, you know, I guess you're, and you talk about things to unlearn, right? Like, you know, we know that there's neural networks in the brain that have, you know, deep grooves, you know, the habit responses are, are really hard to change. And you're what you're talking about is sort of creating a new habit. And I'm curious about, you know, have you found that people who have been practicing, attempting to be in the present moment as much as they can, like through mindfulness practice or anything like that, are able to sort of be with this a little bit more? I'm just curious about that because it seems so similar. I mean, like you're, you're very much being, you know, practicing radically to be in the present moment. Yep. 
You know, uh, one of the main reasons we were able to get into the school system here in California is thanks to a mindfulness teacher. Her husband actually met me in an event and he told her about it. We met and she took the whole training program. She's talked to, she, so she's a mindfulness teacher in school. Mm-hmm. And so she started to talk to teachers about it and, and they saw the result when she was doing it with the kids during sessions. And I don't know if people with mindfulness have an easier time than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. It's possible. But it is a mindfulness teacher that really, that really helped us to touch more people here in California. Well, this is so, so exciting, Cedric. I'm, I'm really excited. Dear listener, I will, I will go and check this out for you. I'll certainly report back on it and maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll have Cedric back and talk about my results. But yeah, this is, yeah this is really exciting. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on to the Mindful Mama podcast and, and talk to my audience about this. And I love it. So where, where can people find out more about you and, and more about TP? Yeah, well... The best way is from my website. It is Cedric, C-E-D-R-I-C, Bertelli, B-E-R-T-E-L-L-I dot com. And you can also go to the official TP website, which is T-I-P-I dot P-R-O, TP dot pro. In San Francisco, if some of your listeners are in, uh, in the Bay Area or in Northern California, once a month, I propose a free training in two parts. So as we said, the first one is an hour and a half and the second one is an hour where I teach people for free how to do this work on themselves by themselves. And, and the reason why we do that for free is because Luke is, is very Ottoman about that. It's like he didn't discover anything. This natural capacity is available to all of us to use. It's not something uh, technical. It's something we need to relearn. So that's why we offer that every month free training. We have about 15 to 20 people every month to get trained from the barrier. And, and that's, that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. So do not hesitate. You have the dates on the websites as well. That's cool. Good for you, Bay Area listeners. You should definitely check that out. Again, thank you so much, Cedric. This has been really, really fascinating and lots of fun to talk to you. My pleasure. Thank you, Hunter. And thank you for all you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. So how did it go for me? Is that what you want to know? Well, I tested it. I met with Cedric and he taught me how to do TIPI as consultations over Skype. And I tested it out. And as you could hear in the conversation, it was really very similar to the mindfulness techniques that I use and teach in mindful parenting but it really was powerful. It's kind of funny because you kind of think, oh my gosh, if I can resolve any emotions like that, I'm going to like rainbow sparkles, I'm going to start shooting out my ears. It's not like that. You just kind of feel like, okay, I had that feeling and now it's done. And it really works. It really works. It's pretty awesome. And I'm really excited for this to hit the world and to open up our amazing natural capacity to heal. And so Cedric has been amazingly generous and he has included a training session, video training session that we are going to include as a bonus when you join the Mindful Parenting course. So if you join us in the round in Mindful Parenting at mindfulparentingcourse.com as a bonus, you are going to get 
the TIPI training, the TP training in be able to resolve your own emotional difficulties permanently for you. So this is really, really exciting. So thank you again so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Please share this conversation if it's been valuable for you. This is this one's pretty life-changing and I've been sharing it a lot with my clients and with my friends. So very excited about the TIPI. So wishing you a beautiful week. I hope to see you in Mindful Parenting and we can connect. Otherwise, I've got my retreats coming up. I think I still have a couple spaces in both the California and the Costa Rica retreats as I record this. So maybe we can connect in person. That would be so cool. And um, wishing you a beautiful, peaceful week, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Are you frustrated with parenting? Do you want to practice conscious, compassionate parenting, but you don't know how? It's not easy, and there's no roadmap for this. Until now. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I know how frustrating it is because I've been there. I struggled as a young mom, and when I found myself yelling and triggered by my child, I knew there had to be a better way, and there is. Mindful parenting is different from other parenting trainings. They don't tell you that all of that good advice is as good as useless when our internal stress response is triggered. Mindful parenting teaches you research-based tools and practices to reduce your stress response so that you can respond rather than react. And it teaches you exactly what to say so that you can create willing cooperation from your child. You can learn more and enroll at mindfulparentingcourse.com and you can join us for a free live training coming up soon where you'll learn why your kids don't listen to you, how your brain undermines your parenting, and how to create cooperative kids without losing your temper. Sign up now at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. I'll see you there. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.